I want to draw your attention this morning to some words that are found in Isaiah 51. Isaiah 51, and I want to read together, please, from verse number 1. Isaiah 51, reading from verse number 1. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abram your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving, and the voice of melody. Hearken unto me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation, for a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people. My righteousness is near, my salvation has gone forth, and mine arms shall judge the people. The isles shall wait upon me, and on mine arm shall they trust. Amen. We'll end our reading there, and we know that God will bless the reading of the word to every heart. Let us have a word of prayer as we come to the scriptures. Take a moment, still your own heart before God, even in these moments as we wait upon the Lord. Father, Almighty God, we come into your presence, bow before thee in the holy name of Jesus Christ, worship thee in the beauty of holiness, drawing near in Christ by his blood, thanking thee for the value and virtue of the atonement, thanking thee for the merits of God's sacrificial lamb. And O God, as we come to thee and to this message, we give ourselves afresh to thee. We worship thee in holy trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We come as the mortal before the immortal. We come as the foolish before the infinitely wise. We come as those who are creatures of time before the God of eternity. But, O oh God, we come in Christ and through him, standing into the victory of the cross, pleading that thou would draw near to us, bind the devil and every power of darkness, and come, Lord, and through this message, furnish the hearts of your people, bless their souls, minister to them, Lord, remember the nations in these days in which we pass of this coronavirus. We pray, O God, that you'll hear prayer. And even, Lord, take this message that is preached in the isolation of a home and take it across the airwaves and use it for your glory, for the building up of your people in their most holy and sacred faith. Lord, forgive our sins for their many sins of omission when we omit it to do what we ought to have done. Sins of commission when we did that which we certainly shouldn't have done. Cleanse us afresh in the blood of our Redeemer. And Lord, I confess now before thee my great need of thy help. Empty me now of self and of my sin. Forgive those sins for their many. And Lord, empty me and wash me in that blood. Fill me now with the Holy Ghost and power. Grant the divine anointing to preach the word. Answer prayer. Glorify Christ. Honour your Son, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isaiah, the prophet, was known as the evangelical prophet. No other prophet wrote so clearly of the person and offices and grace of Christ than Isaiah did. When John the Baptist, for example, began his ministry, 
He quoted from the writings of the prophet Isaiah. In Matthew 3, it's recorded when he said, This is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And of course, that's a quotation from Isaiah 40 in verse number 3. When our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ spoke his first message in the temple, recorded in Luke 4, and there was delivered, of course, unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he quoted from Isaiah 61, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He have sent me to heal the broken-hearted. Another time, when Christ came to purge the temple in Jerusalem, he quoted from Isaiah and from the 56th chapter. When Philip, the evangelist, went down to meet the eunuch on the road to Gaza, the Ethiopian eunuch was reading again from the book of Isaiah, that 53rd chapter, those words about the cross. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes are we healed. But as the 51st chapter that I want to come to today, these words that we see here that we have read together, and in a chapter, may I add, which gives the church of God reason to expect comfortable times and certain salvation, though there are many perplexing situations also. They're told, the people, to look to Abram and Sarah and see how they had small beginnings, but how God came and blessed Abram mightily. He was blessed greatly by the Lord. And therefore, as we come to this today, things are dark. But the Bible makes it clear that we can still expect the church, though in a dark day, to prosper because of the Lord's blessing, because of his promises, to prosper in the latter end. And therefore, I want to take this portion and I want to speak on a message, really, that I have entitled Comforts Gleaned from Thinking About the Past. Comforts Gleaned from Thinking About the past. The first thing I want to show you is about uh, these blessings. Who exactly is the Lord addressing concerning them? Well, the Lord is addressing here, uh, verse 1, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. The people the Lord's addressing. That's my first point. The Lord's addressing here those that fear him, those who are seeking the Lord for more grace, for more of him, because that's what verse 1 says of Isaiah 51, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord, it's those that are desiring more of God, more communion, those that follow after righteousness. God here is addressing those who are his, who want more of him, who follow after him. It's those that are seeking to go through with God, seeking in spite of their old fallen natures and all their hindrances to be holy. The word follow and the Lord said, hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness. The word follow there, it means pursue, run after. Oh, dear people, there's a people here in view longing for God. And the Lord is a word for them. Hearken to me, ye that run after, pursue, follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord. The word hearken, it means listen to me. Hear me. Obey me. And when we think of hearing and obeying God, Abram is truly the father of the faithful. 
Hearken to me, the Lord said. But then there's those that the Lord tells these people to look to. When it says, look unto the rock, when she are hewn there in verse 1, it speaks of those situations that Abraham was taken from. You see, Abraham was an idolater. The earth of the Chaldees was a land of idolatry. And when it speaks about the rock from whence ye were hewn and the hole of the pit whence ye were digged, uh, the, the, the Lord is reminding them of where he had brought Abram from and formed them into a people. As I say, the rock was idolatry. You, your father Abram was an idolater. That's what he's reminding them of. That's where I brought him from, say. Sarah was barren until I touched her. That's another thought the Lord's taking to them. Look unto Abram your father, verse 2, and unto Sarah that bear you, these descendants of Abram. Now I want you to turn your Bible, please, to Genesis chapter 12 a moment. Genesis chapter 12, because there we see the day when Abram was called out of idolatry. Genesis chapter 12, verse number 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, Unto a land that I will show thee. Abram had to leave his home. His country. His family. It was a giant step for Abram. To act upon such a word. To leave his country. To leave his father's house. To leave his people. You see there comes a time. When the Lord's people. The Lord asks them to leave certain things. And Abram here has been asked to leave country, home, father's house, leave it for the one that had saved him. Abram had to get out of the land. As I've said, it was an idolatrous land. Not one that was not good for one that was so dear to Christ. Babylon, where Abram had to leave, was, as I say, very idolatrous. Not good for Abram spiritually, so the Lord brings him out of it. Ur of the Chaldees was the religious capital of Babylonia. What a moment in Abram's life. Paul, when writing about it and recording it in the book of Hebrews, he says, By faith Abram, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out, not knowing whether he went. He left in obedience to God from a situation not good for him and followed the Lord confidently, though blindly, because Paul said to the Hebrews, obeyed and he went out not knowing whether he went. What a statement. What, what an act of faith by Abraham. He moved confidently and yet carefully, patiently. Had to wait for it to become clear. And Abram was to prove, though he didn't know the way he took, God did. All Abram knew was there was something in view unto a land that I will show you. The Lord had the plan in place. Abram had to be careful and watch and make sure he followed on. And now the Lord comes and says to these people, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness in Isaiah 51. In other words, obey me. As Abram obeyed me. Follow me as Abram followed me. There was also Abram's blessing. Yes, Abram had a small beginning. But what about Abram's blessing? Look at verse 2 of Isaiah 51. Look unto Abram your father and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone and blessed him. The Lord says to those that are following after righteousness. Look unto Abram. 
that man that had to separate from all that was bad for him. And look how I blessed him. As one writer said, if Abram obeyed God, God gave him a sevenfold promise to encourage him. In Genesis chapter 12, go back there. Genesis chapter 12 again, look with me there. Look at verse number 2. Here's the sevenfold promise. Here's the first promise at the beginning of verse 2. I will make of thee a great nation. There's the first promise. Second promise, I will bless thee. Third promise, just keep going down verse 2. I will make thy name great. Fourth promise, thou shalt be a blessing. Fifth promise, can end verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee. Sixth promise, verse 3. And curse him that curseth thee. Seventh promise, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Abram, in other words, the Lord saying, you're not going to lose out by obeying me. Abram, just take the Lord's word for it. I'll make of thee a great nation. I'll bless thee. I'll make thy name great. Thou shalt be a blessing to others. I'll bless them that bless thee. I'll curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. The Lord said to Abram, your friends will be my friends. And those that curse you, I'll curse them. Abram's walk and obedience, the blessing of heaven. The word bless in Genesis 12 there, verse number 2 and 3. As you know, it's the Hebrew word Barak. It's a very common name in the Old Testament. The first mention of it is in Genesis 1, where we read that God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, speaking of God blessing the fish of the sea and the fowls of the air and causing them to multiply. But it's now... In the book of Genesis, many times it's used concerning men of God or the people of God. In Genesis 9, we read, and God blessed Noah and his sons. It was after Noah's obedience. In Genesis 22, we read, and in blessing, I will bless thee. Abram had been obedient. In Genesis 25, we read, and it came to pass after the death of Abram that God blessed his son Isaac. In Genesis 26 we read, Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. In Genesis 32 we read of Jacob, when Jacob was there and the angel of the covenant had come and wrestled with him, and he said, Let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Same word, Barak. And what we read tonight in Isaiah 51, God blessed him. God blessed Abraham. Or what about those days, in the days of Haggai the prophet, when we read in Haggai chapter 2, from this day will I bless thee. What's the setting in Haggai? Haggai 2.19, if you want to look at it. Haggai chapter 2, verse 19. The thought is, the people of God were to concentrate on the work of God, building the temple. And may I say, in Haggai 2, the Lord was addressing a people who hadn't previously done that. But the Lord's giving them this opportunity, a new start. From this day will I bless thee. Oh dear people, see it right throughout the Old Testament. This Hebrew word Barak appears translated blessed. The people of God received it as they obeyed the light given and I say today as I preach this message is the Lord touching someone in their home or as you drive your car and you're listening to this 
and welling up in your heart as a desire to know the blessing of God, to know the benediction of heaven on your ministry, on your family. I tell you, let this encourage you. We serve a God that blesses. We serve a God who gives the blessing of heaven that transforms the Christian life. Look at verse 2 again of Isaiah 51. Go back there, please. Look unto Abram your father and unto Sarah that bear you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. The word increased in the Hebrew, it's the word rabbah, pronounced rabbah, meaning to become great, become numerous before God. The thought is become great, be blessed before God, by God and for God. Let me again make that clear, dear people. I fear that sometimes people have a thought in their mind, well, if I get the blessing of God, uh, people will think I'm great and it'll be good for my reputation. If that's your mindset, God will not give you the blessing of heaven. The blessing of God could lead you into persecution. But let me make it clear, as Matthew Henry said, the blessing of heaven is never given that we might look good. The blessing of heaven is given that we might be good and do good. And we all have enough trouble being good and doing good without worrying about looking good. But there is this blessing. This blessing that runs throughout the book. And maybe I again I speak to one. And God has brought you to this point. And the Lord of tonight or today, wherever you're listening to this, has taken you back and shown you Abraham. Of a man who was in the exact same position. All Abram had been told at this point was get thee out of thy country. From thy kindred. From thy father's house. Unto a land that I will show you. And he went not knowing where he was going. As Hebrews tells us. But the Lord saying to the people through his eye. And he's saying to us tonight through his word. Look how I blessed Abram. Look at the blessing that man received. By going through of God. Young person listen to this. Nobody ever lost out by obeying God. Nobody. Neither in this world or in the world to come. Go through of God. Your vow to pay. You're all upon the altar lay. The Holy Ghost will do the, the rest. And give to you God's very best. We read in Genesis 12 verse 4. Of Abram's obedience. Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. He obeyed the light he had. And oh what wonderful rewards were reaped. Is the Lord calling for obedience? Think about it. If Abram hadn't obeyed at this juncture. Is the Lord again calling someone to walk by faith? And the light you have and not by sight. Do believers step out in the promise, get under the blood. 
Won't you do turn a moment as I close to Genesis 24. Genesis 24, I want you to look there with me. At a marvellous statement that's said about Abram. Genesis 24. Look with me there at verse number 1. Genesis 24 verse 1. And there we read these words. And Abram was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abram in all things. Oh dear people, don't rush over those words. Abram obeyed God and God blessed. Everything. Abram was old and well stricken in age and the Lord had blessed Abram in all things. Dear people, it was just as God said it would be. Abram obeyed and God blessed him. And these years later through Isaiah and now 2,700 years later after Isaiah to our day. And the voice still comes, hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abram your father, and unto Sarah that bare you, for I called him alone and blessed him. It's just a glorious statement. God blessed Abram in all things. He sat there for the great example of blessing that follows obedience. It was just as the Lord had said it would be. Do I speak to one today? And maybe as I have preached this message, maybe a little tear has trickled down your cheek. And I would say, brother, sister, why the tear? And if you could tell me, you could say, Preacher, I once desired the blessing of God. I even think I once knew the blessing of God. But maybe you say, But Preacher, now I've grown cold. Something come in. I broke the hedge. And the enemy got in. And I've lost out with God. Preacher, is there any hope? Yes, there's hope. Return to your first love, brother, sister. Right where you are. Confess that sin. Get it under the blood. Plead the plump, the promise. Lord, restore the years the locust have eaten. Is there a believer will go in by prayer and receive the blessing promise? Is there a believer will go in by prayer and the merits of Christ and receive the blessing purchased? Understand this, brother, sister. All you need by way of blessing has been purchased by the blood of Christ. It has been promised. The Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. There's God's word for it. It has been purchased by the blood of the Saviour. Think of how Paul spoke and the psalmist spoke about that day when the Lord 
ascended on high, led captivity captive, made a show of them openly. But it says he received gifts for men. I say it's the spoils of war. It's from the victory of the cross. The head that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now. Oh dear believer, your saviour has triumphed gloriously. He has trod the winepress alone. He has entered the darkness of the battlefield of Calvary and all the hordes of hell that attacked him were repelled, defeated. Satan's head was crushed and all the blessings needed for the church purchased. But you've got to go in and receive them. You've got to go in and receive them. Is there a believer that will say, Preacher, I must have the blessing of God. The blessing that's promised. The blessing that's been purchased. The blessing that can be yours if you but come to receive it. Blessing purchased, blessing promised. Maybe I speak to one. And maybe you're even listening to this message and you're not saved. You say, preacher, is there anything for me in the life of Abram? Yeah, there is. There was a day in Abram's life, as I told you, he was an idolater. But God saved that man. Brought him to faith in a great redeemer. And I say to you, my friend, as you listen to this message without Christ, come to Christ today. Seek him. There's a blessing promised. You say, what's that? If you come, God will not cast you out. If you come, you'll be pardoned. If you come, you'll be saved. If you come, you'll be forgiven. You, you say, what's God's terms? I tell you, my friend, God's terms haven't changed throughout the centuries. It's repentance toward God. Faith toward Jesus Christ. The twin truths of salvation. Repentance toward God. It's goodbye sin, my friend. And then welcome, Lord Jesus. Repentance. Leave it behind. And look alone to Christ. And you will be saved. And then go out. And live for him. And tell others. Of the great things that God has done for you. But let my final word be to the Lord's people. Here's a word from God to those that follow after him. Hearken to me. Ye that follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are decked. Look unto Abram your father, and unto Sarah that bare you, for I called him alone and blessed him. What a, what a declaration made of a life. And this was written by Isaiah. Abram was many years in heaven. So was Sarah. The race was run. Their battles were all over. They were safe. Home with the Lord. With the spirits of just men made perfect. But what a challenge there is there. Let that be said of you on earth. Brother, sister. Whenever you're in heaven. 
Let it be said upon the occasion of your death. There was a man, there was a woman that knew the blessing of God. There was a man, there was a woman that walked with God. There was a man, there was a woman. And the smile of heaven was upon them. I tell you, it's the greatest testimony you could ever leave. God says of Abram, you tell the world, Isaiah, I bless that man. I bless that man. May God write his word in every heart. And may God bless it to every soul. Just before I close in prayer. Oh, again, I say, our world is calling out for people that in these days will seek the blessing of God in their lives. And even now, I ask you, as I close this meeting and bring this message to a close, will you, there in your living room, bow your head and your heart and say, Lord, bless me. Lord, I will have that blessing. I'll come out clean. Lord, forgive me for what I've done and grieved the Spirit, but Lord, baptize me now with power. Oh, brother, sister, even when you are, let your voice be heard in heaven. Almighty God and Father in heaven, take your word. Apply it to every soul that will listen and has heard it. And Lord, though it's preached in the confinement of a home, we pray, O oh God, that it will be taken by God by means of the internet ministry. And it will be used by God in days and weeks to come. And O oh God, we cry to thee, let all that's been of Tom Laverty fall to the ground, for it's worthless. But let all that's been of God be applied to every soul. O oh God, may the Spirit apply his truth. Don't allow the devil to steal away the seed. Let the blood prevail. We stand into the victory of the cross. Plead the blood for the church of Christ in these days. O oh God, make her mighty for God, we pray. And answer prayer. And glorify your Son. And may grace, mercy and peace from God and Trinity, Father, Son and Spirit be with all your blood-bought church, this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.